And now, a thoroughly good podcast with John Jacob. It's the third week in January. I think we can call it the third week in January. It must be because I published something at work, which was about the third week of BBC uh, in 2016. So it's the third week of January. I know that much. Um, And and these are, in some respects, becoming a whole lot easier to record. Um, podcast number four was a bit of a revelation Um, recorded all in one go uh, and no editing hence why you heard quite a lot of uh in them Um, and also there appeared to be a beginning, a middle and an end. I think that's terribly important, whether you're writing things or whether you're speaking things. There needs to be a starting point, there needs to be some kind of development and there needs to be a recapitulation and and some kind of arrival. There needs to have been some kind of development and then a conclusion. Uh, and I can confidently say that that is kind of what I experience when I recorded the last one uh, and I can confidently say it because I listened to it back um, I listened to it back in the bath I listened to myself my own voice in the bath on Friday evening uh, and when I listened to it I thought oh actually that's quite gosh that's quite interesting that's really, really interesting isn't it um, the point of them, obviously, is just to sort of um, capture stuff that's going on in the week so that so that when I get to the end of the year, I can sort of reflect on all of this and go, oh, oh I thought that then. Oh, that's very interesting. Um, and uh, so I listened to the to podcast number four on Friday night in the bath and I thought, yes, actually, yeah, that does pretty much summarise what happened last week. Uh, and it's a nice aid memoir. So, so come the third week in January, uh, podcast number five, I'm, I'm on a bit of a roll. So, you know, that's nice. Um, my things for this week are to do with writing, and they are to do with mindfulness, 
or awareness. Uh, inevitably, there was more reading done. This week, I read a book by Ruby Wax called Taming the Mind. Uh, I do adore Ruby Wax. I think she is an amazing talent. Um, I, I am in awe of her career, actually, and I am in awe of her honesty. If you've not read Taming the Mind, it is a, um, it is a brutally honest sort of book really not quite as brutal and as forthright as James Rhodes instrumental but um uh, but Ruby Wax you know amazing script editor she had an amazing sort of uh, ability with language a bit like Chris Langham actually similar to Chris Langham who had an incredible playfulness in his writing Ruby Wax was um able to, as far as I could make out, able to sort of capture something of herself um, that sort of either she didn't feel very comfortable with or she found really funny and then and then she could just sort of regurgitate that in her in the scripts that she edited for absolutely fabulous. That's certainly where I notice it. That's why um there's a lot of surrealness in Absolutely Fabulous. Uh and um not surrealness that you're sort of left thinking, oh, what, eh? Um, not like Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh was really surreal, utterly gorgeous, but really, really surreal comedy and utterly brilliant. Absolutely Fabulous was sort of rooted in in a... in a fairly sort of mainstream, acceptable framework. That sounds quite pompous. What I mean is, is that... Um, it was a it was surreal language and surreal se- in some in some cases surreal language and surreal uh settings set in a fairly conventional framework that we all uh as as viewers and lovers of absolutely fabulous accepted that's why it worked so well that's that's why it was on bbc one um this is not fact by the way this is just opinion obviously you probably didn't need me to point that out uh, but I love the way that that in those scripts, in those absolutely fabulous scripts, there is not so much um, Jennifer Saunders, more actually in the scripts, I think, more Ruby Wax. Um, and that's why I adore Ruby Wax and I'm in awe of her career and her writing ability. Anyway, she's she's written this book, Taming in Mind, which is brutally honest, and it sort of reflects um, in part on her own uh, breakdown. Um, uh, the extent of which I hadn't really been aware of. Uh, and uh, the the outcome of that particular breakdown, as far as I can make out, is that she sort of embarked on this um, uh, self-propelled sort of investigation of the brain. She ended up going to Oxford and doing a Masters and finding out about how the brain works. Um, and she has taken that learning and and written it, written it up in an accessible way, such that over the past seven days I've learned more about the brain than I have ever learned in my forty three years, and I've found that really interesting and really useful. Uh, and she provides all of that kind of information because she is um. She is by her own, uh, in her own uh, Twitter biography, a poster girl for mental health, and um, she is an advocate for mindfulness. If you're not aware of mindfulness, put very simply, it's just sort of increased awareness. It's sort of 
um, training the mind uh, to be more focused so that um, you can, rather than resisting thoughts or resisting feelings or sort of, it's by resisting thoughts and resisting feelings that we end up sort of in a negative emotional state. Um, So rather than resisting things uh, and rather than accepting things, just sort of acknowledging them, just seeing that they're there and just going, oh, that's very interesting, isn't it? Look at that. Um, uh, And then letting them pass you by. Um, I'm not so much an advocate as uh, someone who has used mindfulness or meditation um, certainly in the past 12 months to uh, get around stuff and I've noticed it to have um, uh, I wouldn't say a profound effect but it certainly had a uh, a noticeable effect on my mood and my approach to things Um, and um, I think most people should do it um, perhaps not schizophrenics or people with serious mental health issues, but but certainly most human beings, as long as they're fairly open, non-judgmental, and willing to be decent, more decent human beings, should consider doing it. It's a great thing, and it's free. Hurrah! Um, so she provides all of that background information about the brain, uh, and uh, sort of advocates various different um, mindfulness exercises, which actually reading are a little bit difficult to take in. Probably best to do a sort of a guided audio thing. Uh, I did a, um, I've subscribed to Headspace, which is um, a marvelous app thing uh, developed by Andy Puddicombe. Um, who has uh, an amazing ability, an unfailing ability to drop his T's uh, in a bid to try and make you feel more relaxed. Uh, but weirdly, when I listen to his guided meditation and he drops his T's, he ends up making me feel slightly annoyed. Uh, but maybe that's for another time. And maybe that's for me and him to explore together privately. Um, uh so I actually the the the, the examples in, in Ruby Wax's book about meditation are sort of slightly difficult to to practice. I think it's not necessarily the best way to embark on on mindfulness meditation. I think a guided thing is probably quite good. Uh anyway, where is all of this going? Uh I've been uh, I've been doing quite a lot of that inadvertently, I realise now, uh because uh I'm doing a lot more writing. I adore writing. I've always adored writing. Um, I, when I go through my um, exercise books from school, which I still have in the attic, and from time to time I do go through them and laugh heartily at my inability to do joined up writing. Um, I, uh, I've always loved it. It's weird, isn't it? It's just such a weird thing to say. I've always loved it. And I don't understand what I really got out of it. I suspect, maybe, what I got out of it was that I knew it was something which you could never really get wrong. Not really. You know, you can write any old bollocks, really, and it's still writing. (laughs) If you write any old bollocks, chances are you won't be published. But, really, uh, anybody can write. Uh, in the same way that anybody can cook. Anybody can cook, really. The most successful outcome is that people will eat what you've cooked. Uh, similarly, the successful outcome for writing is that people will read it 
Um, but as I say, I adore writing. And um, I embarked on a writing process in 2003. I you know, had a bit of a crisis in 2003 and thought, oh my God, I'm not doing anything creative. I hate doing IT support, blah de blah uh, And then sort of embarked on this whole, I'm going to write a book thing. The book is written, there's a draft. Um, and um, the moment will come when I can get it published, and maybe that will be this year, who knows? Anyway, um, I've been doing more of it over the past three or four years. Uh, professionally, I've, I write, um, I do freelance stuff, uh, and I like that. Um, I also write for work, uh, I write blog posts, I write program information from time to time, I write tweets. These are all writing, by the way. Don't anybody tell you otherwise. It's all good writing practice. Um, but I noticed last year that I wasn't deriving very much pleasure from writing, certainly not professionally, because I just thought, what am I doing? Uh, because there are these measures of success, that's why. When, when you're writing professionally, but certainly in the digital space, as I think I've talked about before, um, uh, success is measured by number of click-throughs and how many times something's been retweeted, how many times something's been viewed. To me, that means nothing. Uh, to me, if somebody has written something and then they've read it and then somebody else has gone, oh, I really enjoyed that, that, that anecdote, that, that, that feedback, oh, I really enjoyed that, is worth far more than the number of click-throughs. Let's not go into that again, because that would be rather boring. Um, uh, what I noticed last year was writing, as I say, was that I didn't, I wasn't really doing as much, or I wasn't getting quite so much satisfaction from it. And I hit upon this idea that actually, the one thing that I do find really, really difficult to do is write fiction. Fiction, to me, certainly last year, was the equivalent of my swimming teacher from school telling me that I had to swim two lengths of the pool. Here's some reasonably interesting things about me. I despise swimming. I don't see the point in swimming unless, of course, it's a life-and-death situation. Uh, I certainly do not see the point of diving into the deep end dressed in your pyjamas uh, after a black brick at the bottom of the pool. I don't see the point in that, because when exactly am I going to be beside a swimming pool in my pyjamas? Uh, I, I really, really hated swimming. I felt exposed and vulnerable, and, and my weaknesses were there for everybody to see, and I had to swim with a sodding float that apparently other people had seen or felt the need to chew. What was that about? Jeez. Uh, so I swam widths of the pool. I can manage that. Um, but a length, please. I'm not going to do that. Um, because I didn't... I was scared of the deep end. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm holding my hands up. I was scared of the deep end. Uh, I hated the deep end because I thought that it was just really deep and that um, something would go wrong at the deep end. Uh, and so because something would go wrong at the deep end, it's probably best I didn't go anywhere near it. Uh, and so I never swam lengths, really. There we are, newsflash. John Jacob never swam lengths of the pool at school. Uh, 
Um, writing fiction last year, certainly, was the equivalent of swimming a length of the pool. Like, how the hell am I going to do that? I don't know. I can write a blog post. I can write an email. I can write a letter. I can write an essay. Fiction? Yeah, right. Uh, just impossible. Absolutely impossible. And um, I set myself the challenge last January of going, OK, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write one short story. I want to finish the year having written one short story. I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a course. So I did a free course. Um, uh, the name of which escapes me. It's a free open university, open university thing, uh, and I don't know. I can't remember what it's called, but it's brilliant. It's really good. Um, structured learning and uh, you know, um, sharing your writing online, uh, where people give you critical feedback. It's great. It's really good. Um, and uh, so I did that, and I did write a short story, and it kind of worked. And it was really hard work. It was really, really hard work because I was pushing against uh, a door that wouldn't open. Uh, I was pushing against um, this idea that writing fiction would have to be, uh, it all has to be pre-planned, and you have to have post-it notes all up on the wall, and, and you need to know where the character is going to go at the end, you know, you you need to know where the count is going to begin. You need to know where the count is going to end. Blah de blah. You did. There needs to be structure. All all of these things. I had basically been reading all of the wrong creative writing books, um, because that isn't how it is at all. At least I don't think that's how it is. Not now. Uh, I've been doing more of it this year, and certainly over the past ten days. I've hit upon something, 10 days, two weeks, I've hit upon something which actually uh, I've really unexpectedly got my teeth into. I've been writing fiction. I've been writing about characters um, that I know. They're not, they're not real people. They're not in any way based on real people. I mean, they might be if you were to really analyse it, but, but they're, not, they're just characters that have come into my head in a very weird way. Um, but characters who are quite, quite vocal, and they're there. They're not like thin, flimsy characters. They are there, and it's almost like, I can't believe that I'm saying this, because I'm sure I've heard this before, it is almost like they are standing there, and they are waiting, they're looking at me and saying, come on, I want to say something, I want to do something, I want to explore... That That is the only way I can explain it. It is the most thrilling thing. It really is the most thrilling thing when you hit upon that idea or when you find that there is this world, this fictional world that you can escape to in your imagination. And then you start... And, and, and actually, here, as, as the writer, you, you have the ability to make decisions about what they're going to do. I have absolutely no idea how this particular thing that I'm writing is going to end. I have no idea at all. The other thing I don't have any idea about is whether it will be any good. I'm not in any way suggesting it will be any good. It might be, but that isn't what I'm saying. It's just there is an enormous joy to be had occupying that space and just letting your imagination run riot. It's lovely. It really is lovely. 
The interesting thing, the other interesting thing for me about it is that um, there is daily resistance to writing. There is still daily resistance to writing. There is still a, there is still a sort of residual. Um, oh God, really? You're going to say that? You're going to say she said again? Um, couldn't you find another way of saying she said? Um, lots of ne- there's lots of negative dialogue going on. This, this. Um, uh, I'm not mad, really, honestly. Uh, so, the, but but there is resistance. There's an, an enormous amount of resistance every day, and what I've got, what I've what I've nailed it down to is is promising myself that I will sit down for 15 minutes every day. I set the timer on on my phone, and I'll just I'll just write. And the beginning, the first couple of sentences, like, oh, jeez, really, really, you're going to say that? For God's sake! Uh, and then after a while, you get into it. <sighs> then when you get into it, it's like, oh, where's where's this coming from? I didn't think I'd say that. Uh, it's great. It's really, really good. It's really exciting. Uh, uh, and then you finish the 15 minutes. And for the most part, you know, I will come to a natural end. It's only 15 minutes a day. It's not a lot, is it? Uh, but um, I'll come to a natural end and the alarm will go. And then the most magical thing happens. Every single day, this has happened. You get up from your desk thinking, yes, great. I've done that. Brilliant. We'll return to this tomorrow. Pack up your bag, leave the house, shut the front door, lock it, start walking down the road, and then you go, I wonder I wonder if maybe tomorrow she could do this. Or maybe she should do maybe the reason that she found that is because what that is telling her is this and the other. Suddenly, when you least expect it, this thing that you thought that you could only do fifteen minutes on has has stoked your imagination even further. So so you end up thinking about it even more. God, it's amazing. I have, still have no idea. I have no idea whether it's any good. Uh, but that doesn't really matter. I explain all of that because that that is a manifest for me is a manifestation of mindfulness. That mindfulness mindfulness is in addition to being slightly difficult to say. Mindfulness is is um, uh, a process of. Uh, calming the mind you calm the mind by just being aware of what's going on in the mind and when you're aware of what's going on in the mind you're not as I say you're not resisting things you're not um, you're not stopping them you're not blocking them you're just acknowledging them you're just seeing them you are just being aware of them and certainly in my experience, the process of being aware of those thoughts actually slows the thoughts down to such an extent that you can, after sort of a meditation session, you can capture some of those things and go, oh, OK, actually, that's quite interesting. I can capture that and, and run with, with that in a particular direction. Um, and what I'm struck by is how actually writingness, uh, writingness, whatever that is, writing and mindfulness uh, and awareness, uh, however you want to describe it, they're all interlinked. They are all interlinked. They are, um, I, I don't think, for example, you can write without being aware. 
you absolutely need to be self-aware. Otherwise, you're not going to write in the way that excites you. You're not going to write in the way that that underlines the stuff that you're thinking about um, or the stuff that's important to you. And if you're not writing about the stuff that's important to you, then nobody's going to write what you, nobody's going to read what you write because it can be really boring. Um, that's a lot of talking. That's a lot of talking about what's going on this week. But it is, in short, in summary, in summary, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that in the books I've been reading this year. In summary, um, writing's great. It needs to be done in short bursts. One needs to allow oneself uh, a bit of creative freedom, which means, you know, set aside 10 minutes just to think about stuff, you know. Uh, and the most powerful question of all is what happens next? <laughs>